0: Hello and welcome to the Scripts and Scribes podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Fukunaga. Today we've got back on the show a manager and producer who spent over a decade at boutique powerhouse management production company Madhouse Entertainment, before starting his own firm, Skyway Entertainment prior to his career in representation he's been almost 6 years working in development at Roberts Mex's Image Movers welcome back Chris Cook thanks for having me That's good al- to be back always great to chat with you Chris yes sir um, and if you as a listener uh, would like to go back and listen to some of our previous episodes with Chris you can find them as well as a ton of other great interviews at our website ScriptsAndScribes.com. um And for those of you who haven't listened to our previous conversations with Chris, a little background. He studied film and TV and English at Cal State Fullerton. Um, And I wanted to ask you uh, what film school was like for you and if that's something that you recommend, you know, newer emerging screenwriters to do.
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny, you know, there's the the debate about, you know... People say, "Oh, you can go to film school by watching this laser disc and and that, and, right. and 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 now you can go out and do it yourself at a reasonable budget and have good quality stuff." You know, that's been easier to make your own things. For me, I needed it as a person to figure out what I wanted to do, and there was a foray into what I thought was safer. You know, before I went back into it. And and yeah, what was really good about my school in particular, and it just kind of happened to work out, was that I didn't know what exactly I wanted to do. But um, my school was good with the with the with the screenwriting classes, and thus the development side of things. Um, You know, still, you get out of school, and and you'd be amazed at what they didn't teach you. You know, that that's across the board. Right? You, You know. Coverage? What's coverage? You know, it's, it, it's like, oh, no, we write coverage every day here. That's, you know. Um, no, I think we wrote, we wrote like, we, you know, we wrote one coverage thing. But my school was not great for um, the production side of things. And generally speaking, um, I kind of felt like um, um, that wasn't the path I wanted to go anyway. So it kind of mm-hmm. worked out. But, like, you know, all my schools – and I probably – I'm wondering if I've said this – if I repeat myself from the past podcast, forgive me, but um, (laughs) I only have one life, so I can only tell you the the one story. But uh, every school I've ever been to, comically, when I leave, they get the greatest equipment, right? You know, I left my high school, brand-new computer lab, you know, everything 25 times better than I – when I left Cal State Fullerton – Avid came in mm. and I mean, we were literally, you know, cutting film like he used right. to do. Um, uh, I mean, some of it was a, a version of digital editing, but you know, they, they get the, you know, Avid comes in and, and all of a sudden, um, a, you know, as soon as I left, it might've become a great production school. I couldn't tell you, but um, yeah, that was, um, and like, I've t- I think I've talked about before, you know, English was, it really, you know, people in a world of coming out of film school, where everybody's come out of film school and a lot of them are NYU AFI and USC and I'm coming from Cal State Fullerton. Right. I think my English, the English thing helped a lot, you know, um, you know, Oh good. You know, even if it was a a simplistic, like, uh, this guy likes to read and I'm I've got a ton of crap for him to read, um, you know, and developing tastes and so forth. I felt like I was ahead of the game, and it, and people actually appreciated that, you know. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, so it, it, it's weird. My my film school barely qualified compared to some schools, but it was very good from a writing standpoint, and and um, you know there was some there was some good alumni. It's funny. There's um, uh, Matthew, the cinematographer Matthew Libatique. You know, he he came out of um, You know, he's huge now, and he came out of um, Cal State Fullerton. I was like, he learned cinematography at Cal State Fullerton? (laughs) I was like, okay. But, yeah.
0: So, um, going back to film school, is that... Like, do you notice any sort of difference between... Even if it's not necessarily in writing ability, um, but do you notice any difference between uh, writers who may have gone to film school and those who haven't, even in terms of like understanding, like, you know, the, the, the industry, the, the tech, the, the process, you know, as opposed to just writing, maybe they've taken an editing course so they, they, they can speak different, you know, technical languages. Does, do you notice that at all or, or not really?
1: Yeah. I mean, having a, having a good sense of the industry can definitely help. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think writing is its own thing. I think what's great about film school for writers in particular is is you know you can write poorly, then you know it it forces you, it gives you an accountability thing where um, you know that script you've been trying to write, well now you have to, and it has to be done by this point. Right. And now that you know you there's a rewriting component, and you go on and take this class and so forth. So it's really it's about um you know getting the 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 bad writing out of the way, you mm-hmm. know which in it's also good because you know write what you know is kind of it it it's true but it's somewhat overused but you know what do you know when you're when you're twenty two years old? you know I know I sound like an old man and I am an old man, but it's o- <laughs> it's only now that I realize you know right you know- w- w- well yeah it's like uh, write what you know people write high school scripts and and stuff you know its it, so I think anything that allows you to grow as a person too and gives you that time um I think there's a um I mean, I don't know if you are talking about someone not going to school versus going to school for something else, but um, a, there is a big difference between a nineteen-year-old a and a twenty-three-year-old or a twenty-four-year-old sure. or whatever.
0: Yeah, no, I was literally talking about, um, and I don't know what it's like at different film schools, like at Fullerton and mm-hmm. you know at USC. I know it was definitely um, we had a critical studies program which studied sort of film theory, yeah, and then the production side. Oh, there is al- also a screenwriting element. Um, But the production side, where you actually uh, learn filmmaking, you take different courses for sound design, for editing, for production design, so you know a little bit of everything. And not to say that you should always consider that when you are writing, but sometimes it can come in handy, uh, especially like – from what I understand, friends who went to NYU, it was very guerrilla style—you just go out there and shoot. Right. But at SC, it really wasn't like that. You had to have a production notebook with your permits and your insurance certificates and all this other kind of stuff. Right. Your list, your listings for your casting notices that you put out—you know—they want all that information to to show, not that they're necessarily just keeping track of you. Although I'm sure that there's an aspect of that. It right. really was to to show that you know the entire process. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, look from you know writing standpoint, you mentioned editing. Editing sure. is is. You know, you you, you make a movie three times, you know, when you you write it, when you shoot it and when you edit it and editing in particular, I feel, you know, there's a component that just like when you're editing, you're writing, you know. Um, So, yeah, I I don't know. Um, I also think you can get on with it and and there's learn by doing um, no matter what your level of education about screenwriting Mm -hmm. It may, you know, just like you can, you, it might put you ahead of the game, but you're still, that's still on a scale of being, you got a lot of work to do before you, you know, generally speaking, you have a lot of work to do before you can be great at it, you know?
0: Right. What is it? The is it 10,000 hours?
1: 10,000 hours. That's what they say. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm a long way of being good at anything. <laughs> uh, um you know what I've been doing for 10,000 hours is saying the quote about 10,000 hours. Okay. So, so I'm really good. Yeah, at you're an expert know. at it. There you go. See, that's
0: why when I was unsure of it, you just <laughs> came right in. Right in. There it you is. Um, what trends do you see currently in the industry? I'm mean, like, are there any sort of genres, settings, or tropes that are sort of peaking or sort of like maybe oversaturated the market?
1: Uh, you know, I mean, I guess the, the, the obvious one... Or, or somewhat obvious one is we're seeing, you know, Netflix do features and, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, other streamers too, but you've seen a lot on Netflix. And it's kind of the good thing about that is it's, it's filling the the space that had gone away for the 15, right. $1, $5 million movie right. and the $25 million movie. Now they're also doing, huge they're doing the Scorsese picture and sure. the, you know bright and everything else that they're doing you know they'll make those huge movies too but um you know i think it it has been as the feature market has become more and more about well i mean this isn't new at all but more and more about franchises and mm-hmm. and they've stopped making those movies
0: those m- middle budget yeah. films
1: and look at uh, they've um a lot of that has to do with their You know, their marketing departments are set up to spend, you know, multiple, you know, 50% of the budget and you're talking about huge budget movies. You're talking about lots of money for advertising and it's like, it's never seemed to, it's hard to figure out how to do that when you have a $10 million film and and you're spending $3 million on on advertising. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So it's great that Netflix is doing that. You know, there's, there's. Obviously, the the Disney Fox thing is um, is been big, and you know the that's leading to the Disney streaming site, and then you've got the Warner Brothers streaming site. You know, we're about to get, um, you know, whether you want to consider Amazon or Hulu as, a ne- as you know, the those three. Are, you know, we'll call them the three Netflixes, even though you know we're about to get, you know, two more in a major way, Mm -hmm. you know? So there's, there's, you know, the only thing that is consistent in the, in the film business is change. Right. Right. But, you know, a lot of times the changes are cyclical so that if, at least if, if, if it's changing, it's, it's something is coming back into fashion or, you know, the, the new, the new source of money came in and came out, and now they're gone. But somebody else has come in with money. Right, right. You, you know what I mean? It, it's those type of changes. You know, a rom-com does well, and now we're making a few rom-coms when we haven't been making them before. Um, but a lot of the changes that are happening right now, and I think what makes some of the changes scary, is they're – maybe we've seen them before, or maybe we haven't. You mm. know what I mean? Right. So it's not just a change the the constant change it's you know the WGA ATA thing we've never seen that before. You know Absolutely. You, you know what I mean? And so, you know, that that makes that makes for fear and it makes for people being, you know, ill at ease and and impatient and all those things. Um so yeah, look, there's there's a lot of the the more more of the same going on you know um broken record manager speak here is that the one thing that hasn't changed is that, and, and 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 if it has maybe it's changed in a good way is people need whether you want to call it content product mm-hmm. or art take your pick um they need to to have that stuff and the good stuff is still going to rise to the top and you know from a writing perspective Um, as much as things change, I don't think it's ever going to change that, that we're going to want good material. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And the source, yeah, the source matters in the sense that, you know, people who have the, 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 you know, the cachet can do them still do the more risky things. Sure. But, but generally speaking, they don't care if you're new, you know? if you've got the goods, poker term, if you've got the nuts, you know, <laughs> you're okay with these changes, right. you know. So,
0: well, speaking about that, we're talking about, you know, all the streaming services and, you know, uh the 4 to 500 uh scripted shows that yeah. are supposed to be shooting this year right. and every year and, and and as well as Netflix and all these uh streaming companies doing features. Yeah um as opposed to f- 10 years ago before mm-hmm. this was the case and you had studios and you had you know independent studios and networks right even cable outlets but th- they were it was very much more th- there was less content needed yeah um do you think that because there is such a demand for content now mm-hmm. because there are so many different outlets even like YouTube red and all these other places that the, I don't want to say the bar is lower, but there's more opportunity for, for creators coming in that don't have a track record. And, you know, in other words, is there more opportunity for, you know, the new yeah, I writer?
1: Mean, I mean, I I think so. I mean, look, you know, we're talking about the big streaming services. There's little streaming things Absolutely. and people looking for content. And by, and by the way, you know, um, from a non-union starting out level as those things that are often the case, I mean, that's great. If they want to, you know, m- you know, if they want to make their own shows and, and do it at that level, you know, that's great. Now, one of the things we're seeing, you know, is even though it's high time and, you know, it's still this golden age of television, long may it last, whatever, uh, you mm-hmm. know, knock on wood. Um, you're also, you know... People, people talk about this but it's a big thing is the fact that you're talking about 10 or 12 episodes okay right, right? Mm-hmm. as a viewer I generally like that you know as a writer um, you're talking about shorter periods of time and having to get new jobs more often mm-hmm. and more importantly I think those streaming rooms generally speaking tend to be smaller mm-hmm and a lot of times they don't extend down to the lower levels, so you could have, um, you could have an entire writer room for a ten episode show or a twelve episode show, that's two creators, uh, you know, two co EPs, and maybe a staff writer, mm-hmm. but maybe there's no staff writer, you know. So it's it it it's um it, it, it it's not a one to one ratio in the sense that you can't think of a network room, right? You can't think of the room. For NCIS and saying, well, Amazon's going to make Jack Reacher, so you know there's 22 more people that are going to get, not 22, but there's uh 16, 12, 16 people that are going to get it hired. It's not the the job ratio doesn't. It's not a one to one thing, you know. Sure, but um, but yeah, it's 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 great. I mean, look the the places that are starved for content, you know, I mean the you know they don't they're going to have to compete with places that have more money you're going to get you know the quality is going to presumably be down but look if if there's ways to make money as a writer you know starting off and and um look you, you know most people um you know pretty much everybody you know wants to be in the union eventually mm-hmm. and doing these little non-union jobs you know the downside of it is you can get screwed around and never paid and companies all of a sudden the phone number doesn't work anymore. You know Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but there's, there is lots of, of opportunity, uh, again, sort of, um, but you, you can't multiply the number of shows as far as the number of working writers. You can't say that because, you know, um, I don't know why I use this one for example, but, into the Badlands on AMC, right? It was Goth- right. Gotham Millar, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Um, um, season two and three, they probably added, you know, by the end of it, they probably had something akin to a writer's room. My understanding is season one, it was the two of them and one other person. And maybe an assistant halfway through got a freelance.
0: Right, right. You know what I mean? Right. So, so it's like... That. And the freelance isn't like, oh, let's do a freelance because we feel... The, yeah. right. The guild makes you do a freelance. So yeah. that's probably... They're just following right. you know, the bare minimum of what they actually right. were, you know, right. had to do by the, the right. guild. Right. And,
1: and, you know, I mean, I get it. And they can put that money towards production, mm-hmm. you know? So,
0: yeah. Um, so, again, going back... To emerging writers mm-hmm. and opportunities for emerging writers, you know, obviously, if you have, you know, this hot piece of material, mm-hmm. um, uh, a friend, Mickey Fisher, yep. you know, obviously with Extant, right? You know, got a lot of heat. You know, got Brooklyn Weaver, got Steven Spielberg, got Halle Berry. All of a sudden, network deal. Barring that. You know, because that obviously is is a rare situation. By
1: the way, what was interesting about that? If I may interject, yeah, is yeah. that was the that was the, the the level of excitement for that thing was like on the feature spec level, but it happened in TV, right? You know absolutely, what, you know what I mean? Yeah, which, is, yeah. so, which happens, but it, but it's quite a bit more rare, you right?
0: Know? Um, what sorts of things should uh, these emerging writers be looking for? What sort of opportunities? Um, you know, assuming that they have you know their pilot, their feature, and you know they have that ready to go. Are there other markets out there that um, are sort of underrepresented? I mean, I know like the direct-to-video market died for a while, right? But then it's sort of coming back for, in the streaming world. There's a lot of like, but I don't know what the budgets are. I don't know what the process is like because it's it's sort of an the wild west out there.
1: It still is. Um, yeah. That's a tough question to answer. I mean, um, things that are web series, you know, right? become features. Features become – cut. they cut them up and make web series and so forth. Um, yeah, no, uh, emerging market that I'm trying to I, – I can't really think of anything other than just the fact that m- more people are getting in – you know, there's more people getting into content. You know what I mean? Right. And
0: it's just there's there's – more stuff being made but um now is that something that you would encourage um emerging writers to pursue like a place like asylum i don't know i don't think they pay very much my understanding is a friend who worked for a different company i don't remember the name of it that did a lot of these low budget sci-fi type films that shoot for you know a quarter of a million half a million dollars yeah was that you get five thousand dollars That's it. That's what you get. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's non-union. You get $5,000. That's the reason that the scripts aren't top. Because you don't get a... You're not going to do 12 rewrites. Right. You're not going to, you know, spend, you know, uh, a year kind of crafting the script when you get $5,000. Right. (laughs) Um, But is that something that that you encourage writers to pursue, to seek out?
1: Look at it this way. Yeah, yeah. If if you... Are searching for ideas on what to write next, and you don't quite have your thing. And someone presents an opportunity like mm-hmm. you; they bring you the idea. And even though it's only five thousand dollars, it allows you to do something. It allows you to jump a step in the in the process.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Then, then, great. I mean, look at Roger Corman. How many people? You know the the famous stories of from Ron Howard to Scorsese. You know how many people. We, Jim Cameron. Yeah, exactly. And what it afforded those people, you know, they were 19, 23 years old, mm-hmm. and they were able to jump the line. No one was going to give them a feature gig at the time. So they were able to learn by doing and actually get, you know, get paid. Wait a little bit of money. Yeah. yeah. Sure, absolutely. Cover your parking anyway. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, but look, I think... A lot of those, uh, and by the way, I, I don't know anything. I don't know. I know very little about asylum, but like, actually, if it was sort of a factory like that where they have a business model mm-hmm. and that's how they're doing it, I would think that those places it would be less apt to all of a sudden, you know, when they go to make the movie, they go to make the movie. Right. You, know, you know what I mean? It's it. the 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 problem I have with indie financers and people, you know, it's like none of it seems, none of it ends up being very real, right? Um. And you can end up, look, even if it's, even if it's, you know, you shouldn't be writing without being paid. Um, I know some people do. And I know some people jump through a lot of hoops to get a job that doesn't materialize too. You know what I mean? So um, I'm always thinking that if you have a great idea, you should be writing your own original ideas. And even if it isn't a, something that, you know, either you don't get an agent you don't get represented out of it or you do and it goes out and it doesn't sell and you get the general it's a step forward in in the process mm-hmm. you know um and you, you know it i, I guess it, it also depends on you know with these uh, these sort of little jobs too it's like you you really don't have any recourse if they if they want to mess around you know mhm they don't pay you. Okay, go to, you got to go to court, you know? <laughs> right. Because you know, it's not a guilt thing. They don't, right. cre- they don't credit you. you. You don't have any recourse. Right. You, you
0: know what I mean? And they're not a huge corporation yeah. that's protecting its reputation. Yeah, and,
1: yeah. Kind of and by the time you get your justice, you will have lost your 5000 and then some. Right. Um, in lawyers fees. If you ever got it. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah, the, you know, beware of those situations. But if it's going to move you forward in your process and it's going to... Um, you know, I was say you know get you working with the buyer and and sort of in, you know you know them giving you notes and you implementing those notes. Now, granted, um, you know some of those people may not know what they're doing, and it right. It, all, by the way, all the frustrations that you get with studio gigs, sure. you, you know, it's just you get that there too. It's mm-hmm. just going to be multiplied, and it's
0: and you're not getting paid to yeah, do rewrites. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So um, if, if it's taking if it's taking away from you writing your original thing, um, yeah. But at the same time, look, it, the, the, that stuff go, goes out into the world, and it's like if it's crappy, it, 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 like a lot of it comes out and it's almost like it never came out
2: mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean it's, right
1: uh, unfortunately I've been involved with a few projects that didn't end up quite as they were and you, you know you're thinking like oh my god this is going to ruin everybody's career and it's like yeah it just gets ignored mm-hmm. um you know no one's going to blame you that you know you you wrote a draft that you, you know that that's among your credits I don't know that anyone's going to jump over the moon about them either right um other than you know oh well this person has at least worked with somebody and so forth so
0: so is, is there a, a any sort of stigma towards doing Shark NATO? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, or or is it, you know what, it's work and assuming you have another great piece after that, whatever.
1: You know, I don't that's that you stumped me there. Um y- yeah, um i all deference to those fine the fine Shark NATO people I mean, it did really you know, well financially right yeah that's it well, that, that's what I'm thinking about so it like, is like you know
0: it was successful yes and, and in that
1: sense you know there's not only you know the 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 phrase like it is what it is mm-hmm. but that's there's actually a like they were looking for exactly that right and it and it got the eyeballs and it became a thing right you know so from a creative standpoint whatever you know um no, I I don't think there's ultimately anything bad about it, but I don't watch them. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like I watch them without watching them. Right. Um I you know, I think it's funny and fun that they exist and if people like I I also as a viewer I don't get a you know, there's the the the, the movie that's so bad it's good. Mm-hmm. That's just not me. I've never gotten right. that. Um so um I you know, I guess, you know, um it would be fun to watch as those things are fun to watch with a group of people as a comedy. Sure, but but they're in on the joke too. You right, know what I mean the creators are in on the oh, joke. Oh yeah, yeah, too. absolutely. It's not like they're aiming for this bar and they're and, the, falling, and they're far falling short way of the short of it. They're right. like
0: hell yeah, right. You know, right, bigger, better, whatever. You know, I mean, it, it, assuming you had you signed a client. Uh, by the way, I was
1: I was going to compare Sharknado to a, a a bigger feature film, and I think I'm going to step away from that. <laughs> I was, was going to say, is there really much difference between?
0: Uh, no, forget it. I'm <laughs> let, not. Let, I'm not yeah, saying that. let that one go. <laughs> um, but assuming you signed a client, um, who had a great piece of material, yeah, or you were looking at a client that had a great piece of material, if they had written, you know, Sharknado and Sharknado Two, Sharknado Three, whatever, is that? an advantage a disadvantage or it doesn't matter all that matters is that script that you were submitted i just realized i actually have the perfect client oh and and i won't
1: name her but um (laughs) uh the the thing we were running around with was like this great piece of material that a lot of people have read and it'll get made one day and i don't represent her anymore but whatever but um she wrote on um she wrote on one of the paris hilton movies oh okay like, like, a, and I think it was like a Paris Hilton comedy.
0: Hmm.
1: And so like, it's something to talk about in meetings. Right. <laughs> and she had this other, and, and she was going into the meeting when everybody had read this incredibly thing that just pulls on your heart mm-hmm. and, you know, makes you feel. And, right. And so if they say, did you really write this with Paris Hilton? Right. It's like, it becomes a yep you know had to and and no one's going to begrudge you, you know that you had to do what you had to do and, right and you know by the way, even with the paris Hilton movies, have there been multiple i'm saying I'm saying I, like I a, think so like but back
0: in the day, Paris Hilton was a thing,
1: yeah and right right well there there is also that it is what it is, but there's also sure. like nobody sets out to make a crappy movie, you know no, right crappy right. movies having all the you know right so so just you know even though you know that you know who's involved in that in and of itself might make it embarrassing on its surface. <laughs> it might be a better movie than you know a movie with with great you know traditionally great actors that right. just you know the, the stuff you see at Redbox and uh, you know I was at Seven Eleven well, was at Seven Eleven today as you can see but um I was at Seven Eleven last night and um, I just stopped I don't really do the Redbox thing but I stopped by the Redbox and. To see some of the things that, like, didn't even make it to streaming with, like, big-name people, too. It's pretty funny. I mean, that's – that's traditionally, that stuff's always kind of been there.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't know if that market is going away because for the longest time, you know, that whole foreign direct like, if you sold a bunch of foreign territories in the past, again, 15, 20 years ago, you could get enough money to shoot your film yeah you know all you have to do is get one you know b-level star in it yeah you know right and you could get make a movie right and 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 that, it would never see the light of day in in the u.s except in on directed to video shelves somewhere
1: exactly and and if that foreign market is big enough uh, it, it can be you know i mean look at david hasselhoff in Germany, sure. right absolutely um and and people have different value in, in different markets. By the way, but what you're talking about, you know, that still exists too. There's the – I call it the AFM world, the right. American film market right? You know, that happens down in Santa Monica.
0: Right, which if people don't know, is a huge convention where yeah. they show all these movies that most of you will never have heard of. Nope. But you know some of the actors in these movies. Yeah. And they end up in the red boxes. Some of them end up in streaming, and they end up in theaters in Estonia or something. Oh yeah,
1: right. Awful looking crap that. Uh, not all of it, obviously, um, but but there's a lot of it that looks awful. That from a business perspective, they make they make money. Mm-hmm. You, you know, right. Um, um you know, the, that's why it's it's like there it it is a as much as we sometimes you know. Writers, whether, you're, you know, they're artists and filmmakers are artists. So it's kind of hard to to think that, you, you know, the motel rooms still need art, too. You know, you know, right, what I mean? right, right. Um, someone's got to paint those pictures of, of the sailboat, you know, those nondescript <laughs> Thomas Kinkade thing.
0: Absolutely. On, on, a,
1: on a capitalist as the world works thing. Yeah. Those things exist. They wouldn't exist if people weren't making money on them. Right. You know, right. Is it something to aspire to? Maybe, maybe not, you know?
0: Depends what your goal is, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but,
1: you know, I would imagine being the king filmmaker in that market makes you exactly that the king filmmaker of that market. Sure. Does that transfer over to the traditional big studio stuff? Not necessarily, you mm-hmm. know? But it, it's funny. It's kind of, it's a. It, this this business is, is is kinda huge and there's huge little aspects of it that I really don't have much experience in. But yeah, that all exists, you know?
0: Well I think that it's difficult Sorry. for anyone with as many markets as there are, both domestic and foreign, right. as many outlets as there are for any one individual to cover all of this yeah. and understand all of the machinations of where you're going to get your financing from, what your production outlet's going to be, you know, all these different companies that are involved, um, yeah. So it, it's it is the wild west out there. Yeah,
1: it's 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 crazy. But um, look, I mean, again, those type of things, you know, you can go on from there if that's not what you want to do. Mm-hmm. But going sort of going back to your question, the. The the Paris Hilton thing um, was, I don't think anybody ever thought negatively about it, but they would have if they hadn't read something that was brilliant and, and I think so different, too, helps. I mean, there was a few funny moments in this thing, but it was definitely not a comedy. Right. So it was able to be compartmentalized about, that was a long time ago, that was something else. Uh, well, you had, me- you you had
0: mentioned it, it was sort of a funny talking point. Yeah. In a meeting yeah. after they had read something brilliant. Sure. When you're selling her as a client, or when you were selling her as a client, is that something you just swept under the rug and didn't mention until they had read and loved her script? Like, did you sell her, like, this is her first script, or she had done other things maybe, but just not mentioned the Paris Hilton stuff? Sold her on other achievements or other work?
1: Yeah, you know what? It was, um, it was probably something... Um I don't think it was in her, her blurb, but it, you right, know, it was right, probably right. something that I said over the phone. Or, you know, I mean, it's right there on her credits on the various things. Sure. You know, people usually take a swing over to there. To, to IMDB know. or something. Yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. But um, um, I definitely didn't lead with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way... Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if I knew, if I you know, if I knew the exec well, I would mm-hmm. probably say you you won't believe this, but she wrote that, and you know, have a laugh about it. Um, again, knowing that they're going to read this thing, and doesn't matter what you know, what if Paris Hilton could could be uh, the Paris Hilton movie, it, it, it could be you know, it, it could be worse than that. You know what I mean? When right. you read her her material, you know. Mm-hmm. And people get that people have to make a living,
0: you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I've heard many times that it's, and when I say easier, it's definitely not easy at all. Right, <laughs> but you know, relatively speaking, easier to break a feature writer than it is a new TV writer, solely because of the networking involved in television as opposed to features, where you know you have a great spec that goes out and you can attract attention. It's much more difficult to do that in television without relationships, whether at the network or whether with showrunners or other TV writers. Um, For writers out there who are interested in doing anything or both, whatever, um, can you talk about the the challenges for both? Like what is difficult about breaking a feature writer? What is more difficult or as difficult breaking a television writer? What challenges do they face yeah, well, that are distinctly different.
1: The, well, the, if we just leave the the easy way to do this is leave the feature side of it as the guy who has the great spec who's mm-hmm. he's never written anything and but he has the nuts, as we say. Right? Gotcha, gotcha. Um, that's that's that method for that in TV. Mm-hmm. A, you probably have to be in Los Angeles where you don't necessarily have to for features. Mm-hmm. Um, B a lot of uh, don't let me switch over to numbers. I'm I'm going A B C. <laughs> don't, don't let me go A B three, three right. Yeah. Um, a you have to be in Los Angeles. B a lot of people get into those jobs, the staff writer level, by putting in time as an assistant mm-hmm. with a co EP or an EP, right, and sometimes sticking with them over the run of different shows, and then. When they want to promote you, it depends if they're on a show at the time that is going to stick.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then a lot of the writers in television will come out of the writers' programs, the fellowship, be- because they're it's. because those are staff writers that are paid for. Mm-hmm. So given given that you know just the assistants and the workshops, you know, and, and again, you know, somewhat going back to what I was talking about, you know, in network TV. They're staff writers, you know, two, three, four, whatever. Um, um But so, you know, now if you're not one of those two things, um it can be harder and it can be damn near impossible if you're not in Los Angeles. I mean, depending on how much money you want to pay to fly yourself out here,
2: right. you could
1: technically live anywhere if you could, you know, be here in 12 hours, I guess. Yeah, right. sure. Um, but – um look the at the but at the same time you know there's there's separate from what I said about the the not being a one- to one ratio as far as more shows equaling you know exponentially that many more jobs um, there is you know t v um, and again this will this will change but it it's been it, it's gone from the redheaded stepchild of 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 the business to the best stuff being made right so um yeah you know the but but there you know writing good material um it it still happens where you know you can still break new writers you know um but it, it is difficult in in television in the sense that um you know can you work for five hundred dollars a week for three years when you're, you know, you right know to I mean? be an assistant? Yeah, yeah you yeah. know, and if you're twenty two and and straight out of college and and don't have a family and and all of this, yeah, you can do that, you know, and you can stick around for a while and um, um, you know, hopefully the the people that you work for w- will promote you, you know, right? And that's how a lot of people, a lot of people do it that way. Um, so that takes some of the population, not just the people who don't live in Los Angeles, but the people who can't do that, um, out of the equation, Yeah, you know, so,
0: but even the assistant positions, a writer's assistant, showrunner's assistant, they're very difficult. There's not that many of them. Yeah, no, no, so no, no, no. Yeah, we're still well. talking yeah. about,
1: you know, it's like, um, um, it's still pretty hard to play triple a baseball not just professional baseball you know right, I mean? absolutely we're still, we're, you that's and that's a lot of people lose sight of the fact that you know writers are this is as exclusive as the nba and i'm changing sports but <laughs> uh, but you know how many people get to do that professionally you know mm-hmm. um and yet at the same time it you, you know we hear these Stories, you know, Uber driver makes good and boom, you know. Right. It's just that we only see the boom. We don't see all the work that was behind that. You right.
0: Know? And you don't see the, you know, yeah. 999 other writers who didn't get that boom. Moment, yeah, you know exa- what I mean? exactly. Whether they're talented or not is, beside, you know, there's, right. there's that many, you know, right. interested participants that don't get to participate. Right. Yeah. But
1: yeah, traditionally in TV there has been a there's been an there's extant and there's been a few others like that where sure. you know, a TV spec makes good um but it's it's not it's 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 different from features in that way. Right. You know?
0: Well, I know writers assistants who have sold material, mm-hmm. sold pilots mm-hmm. that never got made, that never went anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um they're still working as assistants years afterwards. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that it's uh that definitely happens mm-hmm. um um and uh, i i mean i see it a lot people you know people on the blacklist you know yeah. it's like all right well yeah now you're back to being it's just you know mm-hmm. um i mean i would uh, there may be some issues there if you sold something and it depends too i mean um you got to keep in mind that um selling you know traditional going into pitch TV shows during the summer for network, or going in whenever and pitching shows for, for for um, cable, it's like, um, you know, they look from usually the middle level writers on up. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, it's gen- it can be hard for a staff writer to sell something like that. So well, a lot of times yeah.
0: staff writers and up to the point where I think they're co-producers. Um, usually, staff writers, uh, story editors, and executive story editors, from my understanding, it's put in your contract, your first contract or two, that you cannot develop for the first year or two. Correct. On your show, correct. Usually so they, three. Yeah, yeah, three. Yeah, know, so that they can't develop, even if they wanted to. Right. You know, they can be writing, obviously developing things. They just can't go out and pitch. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's always the thing like you can you can sell to. If you're on a show and you pitch it to your boss and your sure. boss, you know what I mean? Yeah, you sell yeah, yeah, yeah. It sort of internally. And you the get, end around. And then you sell it to the network that that show is on. Right. Um, and then you get screwed because you're nobody. no, uh, Right. Uh, yes. Generally speaking, they're not, yeah, they're exclusive to the show at that right. level. Although so if that's it doesn't get picked of, up, they, yeah. they obviously, that right. opens up. But. Right. And by the way, um, staff writers do sell stuff. It's just often the case that, it's with a berlanti or it's with you know it's mm. with a trusted component or it's with a strong um you know a, some whatever production company that's um um that's based around a writer first of all that can kind of you know sort of say hey, i got this if if they right. if they you know um if they don't come through um or or it's like you know um lebron sold 15 projects you, you know it's like oh it's a lebron project there was like some staff writers that sold a lebron project mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. so yeah there are ways that 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 can happen but generally speaking it, they look to um mid-level yeah mid-level, mid-level and and you know supervising Purdue whatever it is um it depends on the place too and it depends on the situation sure you know um, um i was just you know someone was sent me somebody for consideration um sold a bunch of pilots to like nickelodeon hmm. to back with like their earliest stuff on their credit list you know yeah i mean I, you know i guess with different places you can definitely sell something and then have to go back to being an, an assistant you know sure i but i also suspect there might be some mismanagement and and so forth so it's probably a little bit
0: rare but yeah well I'll let them know to give you a call then. yeah exactly <laughs> exactly um now, you, I'm sure, like most lit reps out there, get a ton of submissions, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. um, query submissions. How do you decide, uh, other than, like, assuming you like the log line, mm-hmm. how do you decide which ones to read first and what makes uh, you know, a script stand out even before you begin reading it? Like page count, like title, like... Oh, like are, if,
1: if then I get the script? Yeah.
0: Those are all things I look at. Do you read the first five pages and go, you know what, I'm going to re- read something else first? You, you know,
1: know what? It, I, my own, uh, one of my own many problems with me is... Uh, <laughs> many, many problems with me is... And I'm getting uh, getting better. After 20 years, I'm getting better.
0: Yeah, I'm getting better at it. But
1: is, I used to read the worst scripts to the final page. Like it was just it was just I I I couldn't put it down and were you a
0: masochist or was this an O C D thing? You
1: no, know, it was probably like the yeah, it was part stupidity and part um and it never went anywhere that was worth reading. You sure. Know. But um and I I'm exaggerating a little. It's not to the last page, but you know what I mean. I would read more than many others would read. I would read further. Right. You know, I had to learn how to put something aside. Was
0: it pure optimism? Like, this could turn around yeah. <laughs> at page 55. I, I know it's going to turn around. You
1: know, I think I've gotten out recently. I remember getting out at page 8. Hmm. And page 8 might have been the earliest I've ever been able to extract myself. I know a lot of people who can read two pages and say, oh, forget this. this really? Not, uh, well, maybe two <laughs> is... Uh, okay, I know a lot of people who can read eight pages on the regular and oh, start sure. reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my outlier there that was the best i've ever done um but um look queries are um you know even though i i tell people i might be a little different and then i read my query you know i read the email that is mm-hmm. um they're tough they're, they're it's very hard to catch somebody's attention sure a- and actually i personally i tend to like, don't try to reinvent the wheel and 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 I don't know. I mean, I like them to be interesting. I'm. I guess it's like tell me something about yourself that's interesting, hmm.
0: so that because um, a lot of managers don't want to hear a ton of backstory unless it relates to specifically what you're writing about. They just want the log line. And if that yeah, interests me, then I want to read it. But you're actually saying background actually matters. Look,
1: I know for me, it's it's like um, um, you know what's the bad example but uh, if if it's something that they've I- experienced mm-hmm. um and they have a breadth of like they've lived a little bit of a life um and and you, you, to me that that is some that is a well-rounded individual gotcha. it also shows a i also like to see a track record of um I mean, granted, everybody has to write their first script, but like mm-hmm. I've been at it for a while, and I'm doing this and thing. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, just something that lets me know you're, that you're, you know, you take it serious. Um, it's that I could sit down and have a cup of coffee with you and not want to shoot myself. <laughs> um, and, but really, it's so much about what's on the page. It's funny you you asked that that question about the page count because. You know, traditionally, yeah, that was a, like when you get like, a you know, if you're at a production company and you get a spec or whatever, it, it, it's like people do look at page count, you know. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And, and by the way, it's like, you know, misspelling a, a word, ultimately who cares, right? In the grand scheme of things, you know, who cares if you misspelled something, but it goes to... I care. i do too but my point is it goes to it's not about whether you know how to spell the word it goes to how much you care Mm -hmm. you know what i mean
0: right to run that spell checker to look it over to have someone else look it over for you exactly exactly you know um
1: but look query letters are tough um i do read them i do accept them from time to time um and um but I don't know that there's. Uh, depending on my mood, I could see something that I could say as a positive. Could also one day just piss me off. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, one day maybe a joke. I'd like, you know, I appreciate a joke, but most times <laughs> probably not. Right. Um, the one I've been getting lately hey, man, I'm in LA for two weeks next week. You know, like, mm. like, uh, like I, I don't want to meet with you. <laughs> like, I mean, first and foremost, I, no, I, maybe I very much want to meet with you. But I gotta read your material, and I right. you know what I mean. It's sure. like I'm certainly not going to. the 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 one I get a lot is you know hey you know thanks for sending me this, um, I didn't like it enough. Keep writing, you know maybe I'd give them a little whatever. It was good, mm-hmm. and, and then it's like, but yeah, but let me buy you a cup of coffee. And let me buy you lunch. Let me. Do, I don't. I don't. You know, not because I'm a dick, although I might be a dick. No, but because. I, why what what's the what's the what are we talking about right you know
0: if you didn't respond if, if, you, to if the i writing, didn't respond to the writing that that 2 hour sales pitch over lunch is not going to make a difference exactly it's just going to be awkward and weird
1: show it show it to me right. prove it to me and then i can show it and prove it to others right you know it has to be on the 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 page um yeah you know brief query letter look also you know the i i i also see these things in my emails from the the various uh um, you know, people are trying to make money off the screenwriting world in other ways. And it's like, take my class to create the perfect log line. I'm, hmm. I'm like, you know, I like a good log line and it, it needs to be clear and it needs, you know, it needs to be enticing. Right. But ultimately, it's a new version of something we've seen before. You know, it's not gonna be reinventing the wheel. Right. What can you tell from a log line? You know, there's very few high concept things that are going to. You, know, you know what I mean? How, how long do those come along? Mm-hmm. It's ultimately going to be about the execution. So if you paid somebody five hundred dollars to learn how to write a log line, oh my God, I wish you would have <laughs> kept two fifty and sent me two fifty. Right. You know, we'd all be better off because it, that doesn't matter. Now, granted, it, it, if it's not coherent, I'm not going to want to look at the execution. So they have to yes you have to execute an email.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but I wouldn't kill myself, you know, trying to come up with the fact that, you know, uh, you you know, you won your spelling bee or you lost your left leg or I mean those things are, you know, if they, if, if I'd look more for like a breadth of a uh, breadth like um you know, somebody who has interesting hobbies or they you know, so, you know, somebody I was in marine biology, but I got the bug for screenwriting. Now I'm a screenwriter like. Right. That's more interesting to me. I don't know why, but that's interesting to me, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, I, I wish there was a way to get through, um, but there's not. Um, just keep in mind, I got to read the thing. <laughs> keep in mind when you send it, you know, there's and keep in mind. I don't care if you're in Los Angeles if I – and I don't mean to be mean about it. I'm just saying um, you and I are only going to have a further conversation if I respond to your material. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm super picky, and everybody's
0: super picky. And um... but see, that's not a bad thing, in my opinion. No, that's no, a good no, thing, not at all. Because you want somebody who's passionate about your material, not just taking a flyer on anybody who sounds remotely interesting. Absolutely. Because you don't yeah. want a, a manager who's got like 80 clients just shotgunning material anytime something that comes in is remotely interesting. Yeah. You want someone that's going to believe in your material because invariably, either when you st- you're at the start of your career or at some point when there's a downturn, you know, when there's a lull that someone's still going to believe in you and return your phone calls and saying, you know, hey, let's get to work on the next thing or I still believe in it. Let's continue sending it out. Let's do, you know. Yeah. You want someone who's going to fight for you and you can't do that if they don't believe in you if they're just like eh, that was fine i guess right you, right, you, right. So like you don't want somebody like that to represent you if they don't love your material
1: right congrats you have a manager but at the same time what is it gonna you know is right. that person you know the right and, person and, and by the way it's it's been an interesting thing when i started skyway a couple of years ago um because of the circumstances of me leaving madhouse and Thinking, I possibly wanted to do something else in the business. I, I started from scratch, mm. so I have the room and the time and the relationship. Uh, well, yeah, but I mean, I have I don't have a ton of clients, and mm. I do have room for more. Mm. But I have to be I have to fight to be just as picky because I have to love it. Yeah. So you know what I mean? It's like uh, I'm on my way to you know I don't know what a full. A full run is depending on how much I want to abuse myself. 25, 30, 35 clients. I think for a manager, anything over that, yeah, seems that's it rough. seems yeah. you know, it seems like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and so I have ten now. Let's say I'm not running out trying to get twenty five people. Sure, you no, know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like you still, even somebody who's hungry, you know, like myself, it's it's like it's a it's a tough proposition everybody wants to do it, you know, Mm -hmm. I get it, you know, and, 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 um, and and I, and I, I really appreciate, um, I, uh, well, there's people who bug you where you see their names and, and, and they're just constantly querying you. Mm. But um, I'd love to see people who say that they're going to write something else and ask if they can hit me up. And they do hit me up and say, and it's not a day later or two days later. You right, know what I mean? Like right, 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 I've been right. working for six months on this draft, and it, like, great. So because because that's a that's a again, this is some stranger, but it shows a lack of flakiness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It shows a commitment to doing it. You know, granted, they need to have that commitment needs to be lifelong, but at least it's a good sign. Mm-hmm. You know?
2: Yeah,
0: absolutely and i mean the, you know jumping to don't send
1: uh, me a picture of yourself either <laughs> <laughs> i always feel weird about that people send you pictures yeah don't send me a picture
0: videos if you if you respond to a, a query and maybe you even like the script do you ever go on social media and google them first and see their instagram or, or twitter page or, or is that something you know i don't I, care i you
1: know i've done that when um when a name sounds familiar and i can't find oh. them and i can't find them in my in my records sure um, but generally, no. Generally, no.
0: So if you like somebody's script, you'll just take a shot on them, meet them, and then see if, where it goes from there, or talk to them, Skype them, whatever. You're yeah. not going to go, hmm, let me just check their Instagram, make sure they're not this party, you know, Wahoo, or they don't have these all these... Well, Obscene I represent, you got to remember, something. I represent writers, not actors. <laughs> they can, you know, you can look like a complete horror
1: show and <laughs> and be a writer. Uh, fair uh, enough. Fair let, enough. Me, let me prove it to you with these five examples. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's, it, yeah, look, I mean, there is that, that aspect of it, you know, um, the, and sometimes it's funny, sometimes you're talking to somebody for a while mm. before you actually meet them. Right. And yeah, it goes through your head, like. I hope this person isn't you know nutty isn't whatever can't make eye contact right. can't project their voice can, you know not too awkward mm-hmm. but but like at the same time especially as it relates to TV because right. you know you generally in TV the when the when the selling process is a pitch and and uh and expressing you know verbally your passion for something mm-hmm. you know um, but no, I don't. Um, and by the way, I have, I have read. Uh, there was two cases, I think, where I've read uh, read somebody liked their writing and was turned off by them after meeting them, hmm. um, or or
0: or a phoner or a phoner. Sure. You know? what was it about them that turned you off? Uh, Without getting into too much detail. No, no, no no, 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 no. That's person. a good question because yeah.
1: actually, it happened very specifically. It's it's like. Um, the 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 person that this most recently happened to was was like you know hey man i I read your script i'm you know i wanted to talk to you and and it was like yeah man how do we get this sold man how do we or and it wasn't just the fact that like he was trying to put to me like can you sell this it was um it was a sole focus on the thing ahead of uh, of this one piece of material Mm -hmm. where i'm looking at the 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 career, career sure yeah um no granted you know um um, you know, uh, the, the agency world can be a little bit more of what can I do right now with that piece of material? Um, but, uh, yeah, that turned me off a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, um, or, 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 you know, or just not being open to my advice, you know? It's well, like, for the
0: person out there who's listening, the yeah. writer, who, who's thinking to themselves right now, well, why doesn't he want to sell my script? You know, why isn't he focused on selling my script? Why is that a turnoff? Say that again. Yeah. Well, you'd said when he, the, one of the first things he said was, how do we sell this? Right. And that was a turnoff. And I understand what you're coming, yeah. what you're saying, what you're coming from. Um, especially because a lot of people, you know, emerging writers don't understand that a majority of your job you know, is jobs, your paid work is not just going to come from a spec sale. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, even if it is, what's the next thing? You know, it's right. always about a career. It's not about selling one thing. Right. Um, but, you know, for that writer out there, you know, I just wanted to sort of get from your words, why, if there's thinking, like, well, why doesn't he want to focus on selling this script that I wrote? Why is that a bad thing? Why is that a turnoff?
1: Well, well, the, well. The difference is is that generally speaking, and this is a another sort of manager agent difference, which I just described, is that I I can read something that has no commercial appeal mm-hmm. whatsoever and just see the good writing within, right? Right. And then, and and that was the case in this one part, uh, particular person. I mean, there was a possibility of redeveloping it, you know, but um, um. I'm more looking for. I want to see someone who can write and and has that annoyingly uh, elusive "quote unquote" voice,
2: mm-hmm. you know, that everybody yeah. talks about. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I'm less and and I don't care about the current container of that necessarily. Right. If their be all end all is just to sell that script, and I'm like, hey, man, I like your writing, but I don't know if this is a, a, a an idea that that will work or or i would you know want to you know if if we were to proceed with and read you know i would want to redevelop not necessarily to put my stamp on it but because i thought there was a problem with it right you know um and you're not open to that then that's kind of a red flag for me right you know
0: because that relationship not necessarily starting off on that right foot there's not that communication there's not yeah. the symbiosis
1: and, and and really when i get excited about good writing and a good voice where i don't necessarily think that there's anything to do with the piece of the container that piece of material right it's like i'm thinking down the line you know sure and it takes time and it takes a lot of work and so if somebody's like, hey, hey, man, now, 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 what can we do? Right. Uh, no,
0: I'm out. Right. Well, I have friends who are writers <laughs> yeah. who have a number of produced credits, um, big studio yeah. credits. And yet the first script that got them signed with their manager and agent that went around town... Um, was never sold and never got made
1: their their calling card
0: right right but it got them rewrite assignments it got them you know uh owa's studio assignments and yet that script that they wrote that got them all this attention never sold exactly
1: yeah no that will get you in rooms to to talk about things Mm -hmm. um um for sure and but also as a manager um yes you can go out and send that calling card that can Never get made, and and that can beget something. But at the same same time, even though as as you might be sending that person out into the world in conjunction with an agent, if, if those existed, uh, no, still, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, um, it, it, you're working on the next thing. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. and I'm already working on something that we can sell mm-hmm. that has that you know that voice too. Right. So the 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 getting in the room is is the first step on the long path to cash and prizes mm-hmm. um you know not necessarily the the you know the be all end all
0: right yeah um before we jump in because i did want to ask you about the your take on the wjata mm-hmm. conflict um the one script you read that you said you stopped at eight pages which was a new thing for you. What was it about the eight pages that made you stop? Like, why did you read eight pages of that one in particular and go, you know what? I'm not finishing anymore. I, I, I give up. Oh, just.
1: It was the zaniest. Stupidest comedy with, and I think it had misspellings and it just, it felt like it, it felt like, you know, Shecky Green wrote it 40 years ago or something. <laughs> okay. It was just, it was just all wrong right. in every which way. I can't remember if there was a, there might have been like an offensive, uh, you know, an offensive character in there that mm. I was like, oh, no. You, you know what I mean? It, right. It has to be pretty egregious for me, <laughs> you know. I should, uh, I should, uh, well, no, it's not fair to that guy, but I should find that, that script, you know, take his name. I'll put my name on it <laughs> <laughs> and send Here's it my eight page script. Right. No, I'm just kidding.
0: Any last words for those emerging writers out there? Keep
1: doing what you're doing. Keep writing. If you love it enough, you're going to stick with it and you're going to find a way to put in the time to, to get it done. There's. You know, it's it's also it's 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 perfectly acceptable to say to realize that oh, you know what, I'm not that passionate about it anymore. Like, do yourself the service of of, of at that point getting out, or, or if it's not feasible for your family situation or what right. you, you know. But barring those things, if you want it, keep doing it, keep getting better, and um. You know, again, there is the, you know, some people were born Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan was, and some people weren't. Everybody mm-hmm. else, you know, there's always somebody that can do it, you know, who starts at a, you know, gets this, is five, starts five steps, you know, just has this natural proclivity for it. Right. But it's a blue collar, do the work, get better, fail until you get good. And um, uh, I would love to say that if you stick it out long enough that everybody works, that's still not the case, but but you, your competition is quitting every day. Right. If you love it, don't be one of the ones that walks walks right. away. right?
0: You know what I mean? But then the other half is the competition, your competition is out there working every day. So if you sure. want to compete with them, you've got to do that as sure, well. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. yeah,
1: but I'm saying it's like, it's not for, you have to sort of be possessed by it and you have to be driven to do it because uh you have to not get paid for it for a long time. Right. You know?
0: Yeah, and be term- told no and be told this is not right. You know, a yeah. lot. Yeah.
1: I mean, look, who doesn't want to come home from, from work and have a beer and watch T V? You know right. what I mean? It's hard to to uh, well I don't drink beer anymore, but it's hard <laughs> to uh it's it's hard to do that. And um so the again, it's not to say that there's not natural talent and people who can do it better the first time versus your first time. Right. Um, and it's not to say that everybody can do it if they stick it out for 13 years and whatever, you know, there's still some people that would never rise to that level. Right. But most of the people, the, the people that, uh, are, have succeeded at one point, they were, where where you are now too. So ask yourself the question, you know, um, do you love it enough to keep doing
0: it? Right. And there was a quote. I don't know the exact quote. Um, it's, ask not what your country can do for you. No, it's, uh, uh, oh, it's a, cause talking about Michael Jordan. You said, you know, not everyone has that Michael Jordan yeah. talent, but Michael Jordan worked really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I just looked it up. This is a quote from Michael Jordan. I've missed more than nine thousand shots in my career. I've lost almost three hundred games. Twenty-six times, I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I've failed over and over, and over again in my life, and that's why I succeed. What a dick! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but it's, you know, yeah, even the yeah. most talented basketball player in the history of the sport failed a lot. Oh yeah, a lot, and worked hard at it. Yeah. And they say that you know, even in practice, he would go full speed, like. Players got mad at him. Oh yeah! Because in practice, he wasn't you know just going through the motions. He was going at you full speed, like it was a game. He yeah. took everything seriously. Yeah, and I think that's why he was the best.
1: Yeah, I sure I certainly shouldn't detract from his work effort. I mean that that's the thing is you see um, you know guys that do, will do uh, a full. You know, workout or two-a-days, and, and after each workout, they're sitting there working on free throws. Right. You know what I mean? Professional yeah. players I'm mm-hmm. talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, something Shaquille O'Neal might have considered doing, but no, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't. Right. He, he didn't. He stay. could have been the greatest ever. Yeah. I exactly. mean, he was a great player, but imagine how
0: good he could have been had he taken a few free throws yeah. See, in practice. You know what? Screw Shaquille on a, <laughs> If only he had fulfilled his potential. Yeah, exa- exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Chris, for coming on, you as got always. It. Be sure to follow Chris on Twitter. It's at take at skyway That's it. Um, and if you have questions about the craft or business of writing, you can send us an email to ask at scriptsandscribes.com or send us a tweet to at scriptscribes. There's no and in the middle there, just at scriptscribes. Thank you, Chris.
1: You're welcome. Good seeing you.
0: And thank you all for listening.